A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, you doing? Good morning. You're listening to The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. It's Elmarie Maw at the microphone with you until 10. Connor Tallon's also here, ready to go. Yeah, right and shotgun as usual. Now, to be fair, Connor's done most of the work for today. <laughs> Yet the truth has to be told. The show wouldn't be happening this week if it wasn't for Connor Tallon. I think I only did one actual drop this week for it, and that's the way the week went. So rises and falls, ups and downs, highs and lows. But the high for me was chatting to Linda Cullen about her brand new single Seesaw, which we'll be playing a little bit later for you on the programme. Really loved the catch up. But Connor had to shoulder the whole lot of the rest of it today. So what's happening? They say the secret of a successful marriage is never disagree with your wife okay (laughs) (laughs) I've got four lined up this week John Breen spoke to me actually the previous week from Waterstones about book week which is happening all this week and telling us all the events that are happening literally day by day in his head as we walked through the week. I also had a chat with Mary Lou McCarthy, playwright and actress, about the Dead Letter Office. It's a play for children taking place in graffiti this this week. And also, would you believe it, I got a chance to talk to Bill Whelan, ahead of his guest appearance with Zoe Conway and John McIntyre as they play on Wednesday night in Ballymaloo. And again this week we're doing the show from home and for much of that I have to confess I've been kind of clung to the bed looking out the window uh, lots of autumn leaves falling gosh the weather is terrible but I decided seeing as I was looking at the signs of autumn really taking into full effect I'd start off this morning with this gorgeous piece this is Yehudi Menuhin and Stefan Grappelli together oh, I just adored it when I went back to find it in the library this is called Autumn Leaves
Well, last week Cork hosted the hugely successful Cork Short Story Festival and this coming week is yet another one for lovers of literature because all over the country it's Irish Book Week and with the weather turning sour so there's nothing like curling up with a good book at any stage. But as it happens, Connor was passing through town last week and when he was chatting to John Breen about the author event which took place last Wednesday, he also nabbed him to ask what's actually happening in terms of events for Irish Book Week in Waterstones. John, you should be sitting in a revolving chair with a spotlight on your head and your specialist subject is Book Week because this is all in your head. So this is what you know. There's very little that you don't know about what's coming to Cork through Waterstones for Book Week. Well, as you know, as you say, Irish Book Week is upon us again. It's the fifth year of Irish Book Week. And we have a fairly busy schedule here in Waterstones for it. We're starting, Irish Book Week starts on the 15th, which is a Saturday. We're starting our events at 3 o'clock on the Sunday okay. with a poetry reading with two fantastic poets. We have Victoria Kennefick and Molly Toomey. Oh, really? Most people, I think, will have heard of them at this stage. Victoria's first debut collection was shortlisted for the Costa, the T.S. Eliot and mm-hmm. the V.S. Knight Paul Award, and she won the emerging writer at the Dawkey Festival and also won a Seamus Heaney Award. Mm-hmm. So she's a serious talent. Molly is also a new writer. She's from Lismore in County Waterford and her first collection, Raised Among Vultures, is published by Gallery Press here in Ireland and it is basically about dealing with anorexia and eating disorders. Powerful poets, the two of them. I highly recommend okay. Spending a Sunday afternoon here listening to the two of them. Okay, and that's the start that's the of the week, yeah, yep. on the Sunday. So I get Monday off <laughs> this time, so we have nothing on the Monday. Pleasantly. And then we're into a straight run then of, I think, five days. On the Tuesday evening at 6.30, we have the closing event for the Cork One City, One Book. Great. Which this year, as you know, was Pancho and Lefty by Conal Creedon. Yes. So yes. Conal will be here in conversation with Michael Moynihan, the bookseller of the Irish Examiner. Yeah. That's at 6.30 on the Tuesday. On Wednesday, which is the 19th, we have a real good one for the sports fans, for the Cork City fans. Because Hero Books have published a new book by John O'Shea, Cork City Football Club, The Game of My Life, mm. in which 30 former players talk about the best game they played with Cork City. <laughs> You're talking names like Patsy Frey and Dave Barry, Neil Horgan. 20 of the lads live in Cork, so we're hoping a lot of them are going to be here on the night. Yeah. And John, who wrote the book, will be here. Then that is, that's the Thursday the 19th, the 20th is Anne Dolan and William Murphy from the Royal Irish Academy who did the book reading the Michael Collins diaries. Yes. They will be presenting a talk and slides on the book and how it came together. What it means to basically Irish history and Irish archives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's also 6.30. We have a beauty for the fiction readers on the Friday at 6.30 an evening with Donald Ryan (laughs) who will be here reading. As you know, Donald is one of the best authors in the country. I haven't met him yet, but I believe his readings are an experience. So that's the Friday at 6.30. Then on Saturday at 12, we have a public signing with Charlie Bird. And Charlie really doesn't need any introduction to anyone at this stage. Not only was was he one of RT's leading correspondents for years, but now he is an advocate for motor neuron disease, having to raise awareness, having been diagnosed with the disease a few years ago. His new book is called Time and Tide, and he'll be here signing that. And then at three o'clock on the Saturday, we have, at the moment, it's scheduled as a 
Young Adult Fiction book panel with our colleague here, Sarah Fitzgerald. Sarah is a book blogger, an advocate for reading, and she was herself an ambassador for Irish Book Week for two years when she was only 12 or 13 years old. That may possibly change if it does, I'll let you know, but mm-hmm. at the moment that's what we have scheduled then. So it's a busy, busy Irish Book Week. <laughs> is there anywhere I can go to just to check on the details yeah. because my memory isn't as good as yours. Everything's on our Facebook page. Excellent. I've created an individual event on our Facebook page for, for each event. We'll be tweeting it. We'll keep an eye on and, the social media. And, you know, media. I mean, obviously your coverage is there and yeah. Michael Moynihan and Gronia McGuinness in The Echo and The Examiner will be covering some of it right. as well. Okay. Listen, yeah. John, thank you so much for imparting. It's a pleasure. And thank you for always helping us out and covering what we're doing here. You know, I'm sure there's a weight of just falling off your shoulders. Later. Absolutely. <laughs>
Josh, I haven't played that in a long time. That is taken from the soundtrack to the Thomas Crown Affair and it is, of course, the orchestral version of The Windmills of Your Mind. Irish stand-up comedian Julie Jay makes her Everyman Theatre debut with Oops, This is Toxic, a dark comic nostalgia fest of Britney Spears and 90s noughties misogyny. Julie has taken Ireland by storm with her hilarious signature mix of dry wit, neurotic ponderings and clever writing. Julie was the resident support act for Tommy Tiernan's Paddy Crazy Horse Tour and has supported some of the biggest names in Irish comedy. This is an exciting new act not to be missed. So that's Julie J. Oops, This is Toxic in the Everyman Cork on Thursday night at 8 o'clock. Still living in Kerry. Uh, my husband has requested a move recently and it's not happening on my watch. I'll tell you why. Obviously I love Kerry and all the rest, but the real reason we're not moving, I'm not going through the trauma of changing an address on an ESB bill again. Oh my God. Has anyone survived that trauma? It is the worst. do me a favour, okay? If at the break you get talking to someone at the bar, guys, okay, I want you to ask them who the electricity provider is in this country. Guys, if they say Electric Ireland, they're too young for you, okay? The answer is ESB. Well, the lights on Broadway and Hollywood certainly dimmed this week with the passing of some incredible legends. I think the worldwide outpouring of love for Angela Lansbury during the week was just so beautiful. And I know so many people know her story and gosh, her movies were incredible. But of course, everyone was just sharing memories. Those of us of a certain age, and I suppose it's still running nonstop somewhere in the world. Murder, she wrote, the staple of many's an Irish childhood. That's for sure. And uh, I know that so many of her friends and neighbours in East Cork will be personally grieving for the loss of their friend and neighbour. I think I remember Trevor Ryan telling me a number of years ago, perhaps when Beauty and the Beast was the panto in the Cork Opera House one year, that he wrote and actually invited uh, Angela Lansbury to it, but she wasn't able to attend but she wrote back the most beautiful letter which I know now is something he will truly, truly treasure for many years to come. And then of course yesterday we had the sad loss announced of Robbie Coltrane. I mean, another legend. So many incredible performances of his right down through his career. But again, generations of children will simply remember him for the incredible part he played as Hagrid in Harry Potter. So here's to another legend with the light dimmed.
I popped into the Crawford Art Gallery this week for my usual visit to have a chat with curator Michael Waldron and I was expecting maybe that I could get directions up to the top of the building where a new exhibit has been going on there, something we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. And when I arrived, I got a couple of surprises because uh, the journey turned into a bit of a tour, (laughs) a bit of a mystery tour. Michael, I don't know if it's you or full of surprises or it's the Crawford Art Gallery, but look, I can't tell the difference now between the two of you. You've morphed into one. I was going to ask you how to get to the drawing room, and then I see, oh, there's obstacles in the way. So why are there barriers on the stairs? And I look up and I go, oh, where's Fiona gone? Where's, where's all my friends that you meet going up the stairs? The wall's gone white, and so am I. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to keep us on it, on your to- or you on our toes, or, okay. or me on your toes. I can't remember whose toes. I don't know whose toes. But <laughs> 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 we have to keep you on your toes. Okay. We're we're on our own toes as well right. because we're preparing a new exhibition that I suppose once this goes to air, it will already be open. Okay. It's called As Far as I Can See. And it's a new exhibition by the artist Corbin Walker. Mm -hmm. So he has taken over our staircase and our long room and Gibson galleries, selecting works from the collection and also bringing his own works into the building. So it'll be a very different experience of those historic spaces, a complete refresh and something quite unexpected. And where's Fiona Shaw and all her friends? Well, (laughs) she's she's moved away from her familiar position on the stairs, but she will reappear in just a few weeks again. Patience. Patience. Old friends will be back among us soon. Now I want to find the way to the drawing room which is at the top of the building, is it? It is indeed. We will take the lift. We'll take the lift. The stairs. We won't do the workout. No. (laughs) (laughs) So you press the button for the second floor. Yeah. And up we go. Is this the first time we've recorded in the lift? It's my first time, yeah, in the lift of the Crawford Art Gallery. Probably the only part of the gallery where there's no art, unless that's a work of art. I think that's just the instructions as to what's on each floor. (laughs) Just to tell you where you're going. (laughs) Okay, we're here. Ah, right. So you just turn left to the second floor. Yeah. And then we take what we call the bendy corridor, because there's a bend in it. (laughs) We trace our steps back through the history of the building, because we are going to be in the former drawing spaces or drawing classrooms of the School of Art. Oh, here it is. Drawing room, 9th of September, 4th of December. Ah, so here we are. It's actually very classical when you walk in the door. It is does take you back in time hundreds of years it does the oldest work in the exhibition is from about 1777 yeah and remember these are all drawings the newest work in the exhibition is 2007 and that's the one we're interested in today okay so we're literally going to do a bit of time traveling are we (laughs) all right fast forward into the future so (laughs) (laughs) insert sound effects yeah whoosh (laughs) ah here it is yes when I saw it first the only thing I could recognize what looked like a pair of spectacles like WB8's glasses or something like a pince-nez or something like that (laughs) and then you know I tried to make sense of it and it was only when I read it then Brian Fay, Mm -hmm. he's a modern artist, he's been featured nationally on radio recently and he's on tour and also he has a very interesting technique of 
going back in time and showing age. So we're, we're doing a bit of time travelling here with the work of art as well, because the work of the week is an analysis of another work. So this is art about art. It is, and I suppose we've spoken already about drawing connections Last and, week, yeah. and the idea of artists responding to other artists. Yeah. And that's what Brian Fay has done with this drawing. Who's he paying tribute to, first of all? Aha, oh. A fairly well-known <laughs> artist well, I, who's not from Cork. Not from Cork. No. Did a good line in pearl earrings. Okay. Mm, <laughs> I wonder. So, this is... so he's paying tribute to Johannes Vermeer the Dutch artist of the the golden age of Dutch art, Uh uh, so the 17th century. Brian Fay is responding to a famous work by that artist that's in the National Gallery of Ireland. And it's not the girl with the pearl earring. It's not, no. Who is it? It's called Lady Writing a Letter with Her Maid. With Her Maid. And this is what he's called this as well. Yes. So as you describe it, it's rectangular, it's not landscape, it's It's, portrait. So it's a portrait orientation. But where we would expect maybe to see Vermeer's forms, so the forms of the lady writing her letter Mm -hmm. and her maid behind her looking out a window. Mm -hmm. Instead, we have this mass of interconnected lines, as you say, some form shapes that we might think are familiar and we Mm. might try and make sense of. But for all the world, it does look like nothing else. Mm. And we can't make sense of it with a narrative, a storyline, or trying to decipher. Do do you remember that story we used to get for Christmas where you were able to sketch... Yeah, the Etch-a-Sketch. <laughs> it's like somebody's gone mad with an Etch-a-Sketch. It is. And actually, it's funny because Brian Fay is kind of, I don't want to say tracing because that's not the right word, but yeah. he is sort of tracing the effects of time yeah. on this very old painting. And so his drawing is the signs of age. The cracks, the wrinkles. (laughs) The wrinkles, exactly. So when we think of paintings aging, you know, if you can picture the Antiques Roadshow or something, and those old paintings with the cracks in their surface, almost like a dry riverbed. And that's called craculure. Mm-hmm. technical term mm-hmm. but essentially it's just all of where the oil the painting oil, yeah. is, is aging and so the oils are kind of cracking yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's just a part of the process and so instead of responding to the image in Vermeer's painting Brian Fay is responding to the surface of the painting itself so as an object that is aging so it's a map of the the cracks. Yeah, essentially. And the nooks and the crannies. And so this, I'm ah, holding up. No one will... Another hit. surprise. <laughs> I was wondering what you were holding behind your back. <laughs> so I'm holding ah. um, a printout. I'm not the actual real one, but I'm holding a printout. <laughs> I was wondering why there was a security guy behind you. <laughs> so not on loan. So here is an image of the Vermeer painting Lady Writing a Letter ah, with yes. her maid, yes. which is from about 1670. It's quite a late work for Vermeer. Yeah. And then we look at Brian Fay's, and you, you can see perhaps the window on the left-hand side where there's a lot of light. It's quite blank in Brian's drawing. It survived. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's interesting is this painting, so the Vermeer painting, used to be in Rossborough House. 
and was one of those notorious stolen paintings that got returned. That's actually where some damage and repair has occurred on the canvas. Oh, so this was the the famous Bite collection? yeah, Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. And the film, The General, and all of that. It's all in there. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the places we go (laughs) in our chats. Yeah. I mean, you are, you're hiding a lot from people. Now people know more than they would have known if they were just standing there looking at it. Yeah. Thankfully, you've you've featured it as a work of the week and you've said that this is a process that Brian Faye uses, is uh, curious about. Yeah, so he he sort of examines the processes of time and our relationship with time through his responses to objects. They might be artworks or they might be other types of object. So in this case, he's responding to the cracks in the surface of a painting. In other cases, it might be the foxing on paper, you know, that kind of almost rust on old paper that you yes. are spotting and, and so on. And he has an exhibition now. His touring exhibition has opened at the High Lanes Gallery in Drogheda. Okay. And it's there for the next month. And well, he's then, coming to Cork, isn't he? Yeah. First, he'll stop off in Limerick and then the touring exhibition will end up in Illan, West Cork Art Centre in Skibbereen from February. And this drawing will be among the displayed works. We've taken some trip today, haven't we? We haven't gone anywhere. (laughs) No, we have to be quiet because there's people walking around the gallery. Now, if people want to make the same trip we took today, they have to go into the lift, go up to the second floor, follow the bendy corridor into the room, stay quiet. (laughs) But remember, it closes at 4.40. So yeah, our top floor just kind of closes a few minutes earlier than the other exhibitions, except for Thursday evenings when it's open late. So Thursdays were open till 8pm. So again, this would be maybe 15 minutes before then. Okay. All right. Listen, thanks for the, the journey up to the top of the building, into the past, back to the future, and then back through the past again and the aging of Vermeer. What a trip. What a trip we've taken this week. (laughs) I recommend people come in and look at it. If they can't, they can catch it online. Absolutely. So crawfordartgallery.ie. Michael, thank you very much. Thanks a million, Connor.
Well, we're full of double bill ideas for you this week. And here's one now in Balancolic. David Syme plays the white horse in Balancolic on Friday night. Now, if a drive to his home on the Bear Peninsula is too far for you, well, this is a chance to hear this Juilliard musician and the current Rittmuller classical musician in residence in UCC for yourself. Whether it's any of the classics or folk music when he plays with the White Horse Guitar Club or the band Emerald on Ivory. Look, David Syme can just play anything. So that's going to be a good night. And tickets for that are from the White Horse .ie website for Friday night while on Saturday it's the turn of Catfish Keith he's coming back a huge fan base for this guy around Cork I'm told and to give you a flavour of what he sounds like live here is a track called You Got To Move which was recorded actually in the Half Moon
Yeah, man, you got to move it. All right. Well, I have my luck at teaching Carol how to raise a child. Lennon and Lloydhor Paul Canavine arrive at Tort Court at Scullina Natira. I to do it in Dalti, find a good lagging a cafe in the Hanorain Augustanta. Then for fish on Viochena Dalrain Railgale Kunovo Cartoon Saloon Studio Biochena will Graden Boitege Agus on Manakul Kila Agus a Clara Moirach Casic Paul Escalari Chloister Gobnaton Igianter Vuskri. Agus Casic Shield and Tauron Cool the tea, a scrave shan or your dine. Well, bravra, lum and don shin, obvious riskoil, a gustar nota share olis, er quid va, div. Queen latte, ta tir nanog or cool the tea, tir alling trina kela, locht kerakos the shul nishlig and brogarho na lena, gan berlaco na gailge, ach foss and clocher gachtrim, se tir shot trina kela, is lauter tanger cool the tea, nor hig ena rach aesop. Is that she should succeed in this? Ta carca own is all she keen, is lacha rin vohelach, is gyre more dove mar nawid satir, a drana lagachine, is cat a cruel nagrine. Agus dar no lanan sheirag. Well, Thomas Sulgamore le cadrin a poshti in my livornalesh, agus in fishan shin o cartoon saloon. Agus a tosnu ar an gaithin si chuaing ar tíche cair tosranu a darbanam dona ruin on spear now shinagailge lahig secrets agus ag dol haranilán ag feachant an nós on spear feachmi rodi ahanta is solus nua. Sa chéad viard an stra play from the ruin agus an star chilte a vinnle deskert agus irthard na héiran cur for tuslis an astar ar an ghost the hir ai to gur for all its their scale ach truil a vinnle hiran a via brazun like na lochnig agus clashfer an scale ashtach a vinnle car cable muiri an tain chár da hort sonorup. Beshin an samuel shinring gaidin shachwing. <laughs> 